Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, listen, if your ankle's still hurting and you're having a tough time, please don't walk off this podcast. And if you're going to do anything, just throw your jersey in the stands or at least sign your, your gloves so we can, we can sell them or something. Honestly, honestly, coming back to the to the cast this week, folks, we're here on a Thursday night, uh, our new time date, I suppose. Um, what happened last week with Antonio well, you Brown? Didn't, you didn't you target were, me enough. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't target me enough. No, 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 no. See, see, you paid Alex Guerrero up front, Trevor, and you wanted massages, and you didn't give them to you. Is that why you're upset? Is that why you're upset? Did Brady not allow him to his home? Did he not uh, give you sour cream on taco night? What's, what's going on? <laughs> gotta have sour cream on taco night you gotta have sour cream on taco uh, night yeah <laughs> but but honestly uh i think the story is still coming to light even even on you know as we record this on a thursday um pieces of the puzzle keep getting revealed as to the complete situation but i don't think it's going to change the broad takeaway which is that it's just a lot it is a more of what we've seen a lot of from antonio brown in the past um, I, I'm not saying that Bruce Arians or, or anybody with Tampa Bay is blameless in, in how it all played out, but it certainly rests, you know, the majority of it rests on Antonio Brown's shoulders and, and nobody's surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody should be surprised considering his behavior has been suspect in the past. Um, it help, can't help but wonder how did Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin specifically put up with that for six years, and what did that even look like in Pittsburgh? No kidding. I mean, it ended at some point. Some it must have gotten bad. Um, but <clears throat> one of the most bizarre things you'll ever see. <laughs> in fact, I had to like Google it after I watched it to make sure it happens, like, to make sure it wasn't like a stunt or some sort of like staged thing or like a that wasn't like a fan or something that was running across the end zone. And to my surprise, it was not. And so. I think what it comes down to is how does it affect the Buccaneers, right? Um, where do they stand as far as their offensive personnel? And obviously they can beat the Jets, but who can't, um, you know? Uh, but will that have any effect on them in, in the playoffs, you know? And in terms of betting and everything else, how is that going to affect the over-unders and their spreads and whatnot? And things y'all should be considering when we start picking these games. So briefly, what kind of effect do you think it will have on the Buccaneers and where do they sit with just Mike Evans and a couple of banged up, other banged-up receivers heading to the playoffs here? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that it's going to have a big impact on, on what that offense is capable of on any given down. Um, and and I, I still think that's the case. Um, but I don't think... Uh, I don't think Buccaneers fans are as nervous as they might have been had it not been for that, uh, what was his name, Grayson or something like that. Cyril, Cyril Grayson, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, did, didn't even play. He, he was an LSU track star, didn't, didn't, right. play, didn't play college football. Right. Um, but, boy, he really stepped up uh, uh, for the second time this year and, uh, and caught a fourth-quarter touchdown for these guys. Um so uh so I think that there are uh somewhat obvious paths forward for for the Tampa Bay offense but it, you can't deny that it's still uh a downgrade at the wide receiver position and nobody's going to argue what Antonio Brown brings to the table when you can you know keep him happy and keep him on the field um but just it just the wheels have fallen off and he's it's you know that's that's not part of the equation going forward for them. Well, let's say hypothetically speaking, they go back and play Green Bay and Green Bay again, or an NFC Championship game, right? That's like a logical path, I think, for both. Oh, those sure, teams. sure. It, do you think um, you know without Antonio Brown, it's going to prevent Brady and the boys from moving on? That that's really hard to say if it's okay. going to determine whether or not they can. I I don't think that that Antonio Brown is their only chance at moving past uh, the Packers in the playoffs. Uh, he's certainly, he's, he'd be a big, he'd be a big asset in any game that they find themselves in. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mike Evans, he's kind of been under the radar. People forget that he does have big playability. Um, that's something that, that he and, and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, I guarantee have not forgot. Um, but, uh, with this track star, Grayson, you know, catching some clutch touchdowns, um, 
I think there's still hope. And uh, if it comes down to that, then it really might be in the hands of this this track star. So, um, I mean, do we have to drink every time you say track star? I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Something Grayson Jr. Cyril Grayson, yeah. Cyril Grayson. Sorry, Cyril, I'll try to Cyril. just refer to him by name. Okay. Um, but, uh, but but that's why. I mean. So you 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 see what he's doing right now, and you think, man, maybe if he had played football in college, would he be another you know Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson out of LSU? Um, but uh, or I, I'm not even sure when he graduated. He might have been more of a, the OBJ uh, generation, but uh, you know I, I'm just not sure. But I do think that when you've got somebody like Tom Brady, as long as you do have you know some talent on the field, um, anything's possible. So I, I think if anything, it just makes a Packers Buccaneers matchup more interesting. Very much so. Um, one last question. Well, let's let's bring this up. Uh, I've heard a lot of stirring on the internet, and this is not related to Antonio Brown, but also on the radio airwaves that the 18 game season, the biggest season ever. Right here we are in the biggest oh season. Oh my gosh! Uh, and fun fact: 1993 is the only other season with 18 weeks. So there's that. Um, but that um, there might be some impact in terms of how the teams prepared for the season, the players, how they perceive. How they should sort of, you know, um, take care of their body and what they should and should not play hard for and whatnot. And also just the lack of preparation in the preseason in terms of what kind of contact they're allowed and how they can condition their bodies. Um, with that being said, we're week 18. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you like the 18-game season or what? Uh, or what do you think um, I- of it? I do, I do. You know, I I didn't get eighteen week season. Sorry, not yeah. Game. I I knew what you meant. I I didn't yeah. uh, I didn't get my wish, which was to have the Vikings make the playoffs. We're not in it this year, um, but but I can still see. You know, and not not that it. You know, you don't need a longer season to have this happen. But there was just you know, regardless of who your team is, they were in it for longer this year. Um, with very few exceptions, like you know the the, the lions uh, and, huh. and 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 teams that went down that road. Um, Such but as. <laughs> uh, but basically, you know you you can be a little bit below five hundred at the middle of the season, and your team still has a chance. Uh, you still you still have a chance to put together wins and and be playing meaning meaningful games in December. Um, so I, I'm for it. I think, uh, I think I really enjoyed having a, a 17 game, 18 week season. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I can't help but think that some of the, um, competition has certainly been affected by it and maybe you won't see it this season, but I think like long term. and listen, I, I think this, they're on the road to an 18 game season. Can we both say that confidently? Oh, sure. That they're 18 cause 17 is weird. Anything odd is weird. Sorry. If you're 17 <laughs> years old and you listen to this podcast, you're weird. Yeah, okay. grow up. <laughs> yeah, you're 13, you're weird. You're weird. Um, right, grow up, right. Grow up quicker, you jerk. Um, and so, like, I think it's just an excuse to get it. And at the end of the day, um, I think it's affected it slightly. Not so much where you can sort of, um, the competition, I mean, just because of lack of preparation and conditioning for the players. And I think their own mentality, that's just my opinion. Um, but I... I don't think we'll see it this season. I think it will sort of affect uh, seasons down the line as things sort of progress and these plays kind of get more and more banged up and more susceptible to injuries and things that we don't necessarily point back to when we think of, oh, if only had that extra week preparation and people were actually allowed to hit each other. I mean, you know, it's football, the same ballet, right? Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that. That might have been a John Madden quote, RIP. You know? Could be. Could be. Could be. Boom. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. I only have one more piece of uh, news before we get to our, our, our game picks this week. So, folks, if you have a chance, and Trevor, I don't think you have watched it. We didn't, we didn't bring it up before we came on the air here. But um, the All Madden uh, ESPN Plus documentary, did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, no, no. I actually just got one episode into Man in the Arena, but Man I did Arena. see it. I did see it on there, and it definitely got my attention. So I, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to watch that this weekend. Okay. As a as a person who busts, uh, who is um, more often than not bust a button when they see things that come up on an NFL documentary series, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I loved All Madden. If you get a chance to watch it, it's a 
documentary about Madden. No surprise. His life. He was an amazing guy. Um, had an amazing, really cool NFL life and drove around in a bus everywhere. <laughs> what else could you want? And he, and he probably smelled bad and ate a bunch of food. So there you go. There you go. And the, the fact that he's influenced generations of people, literally thousands of players, thousands of fans, myself included. You know, I'm, I, I can't tell you, without him, we wouldn't, none of, most of us wouldn't be here watching football. I, oh, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's pretty easy to say that, uh, you know, he's on a very short list of people that did as much as himself to grow the sport. I right. mean, great ambassador uh, for football. The absolutely. Ambassador. Absolutely. Right. He I, I, I kind of mentioned it uh, when when we last spoke about him, the, the way he, you know, called these games, the way the way he broadcast them that, you know, it didn't matter if you were a novice or if you were a super fan. You were going to enjoy hearing his take. And he did a lot to let people's understanding of the game they were watching grow. I think that's so valuable in terms of, of, of growing the fan base altogether, all the, you know, the TV viewing audience. So it, it's, it's huge. Definitely. Uh, a big guy, a big spirit, and a big personality gone too soon, uh, although 85 is a, long, is a long time to live on this, especially when you're a big guy like him. So uh, we'll be missed, RIP John Madden. Go out and watch uh, all Madden on ESPN+. Plus. I'm not getting any kickbacks for ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> kind of upset about that, but that's another yeah. podcast another day. That's Go watch nice. it somewhere else if you can, but right. it's available on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go watch it through your neighbor's window or something. I don't know. You know, Also available on ESPN+, Plus in your neighbor's window. Okay. Are you ready for the game, sir? sir? Week 18? Let's do it. Final week of the NFL season. Starting off in, on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. here on Mountain Time in Arizona and Colorado. Kansas City Chiefs 11-5 at the Denver Broncos 7-9. 11.5-point favorite Kansas City over under 45. And what's at stake here for Kansas City? Potentially just a lower seed in the playoffs. They already won the AFC West, so the lowest they're going to go here is four. If you're Kansas City, you're not. You're, well, you're potentially in play for the um, – the one seed, depending on if Tennessee loses and you win, what's the stakes in playing this game, and what do you see is going to happen? Well, you know, right right now as things sit, um, they do have a bye week that's pretty big. Um, the, uh, the the next best thing would be to have the bye week and the home field advantage. Um, it's a well, especially well. Let me correct when, you there. One team gets the bye week. One oh, that's right. Only one. T- yes. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. It's okay. It's, it's a new that thing. Changed, that changed last year. Wasn't that it, that way? Correct, sir. Yeah. So that's right. So, so you know, if they can leapfrog the Titans, they'll get the bye week and the home field advantage, which is, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it was a little more concerning last season when maybe you were going to have to go play in Buffalo. Um, Tennessee's not quite as bad as a place to play on the road, um, you know, this time of year thinking about the weather. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the chiefs crowd at home is huge. So I think that if, if I'm the chiefs, I want to go out there and, and take a shot at having home field advantage through the playoffs. Um, not to mention that bye week. So I do expect the chiefs are going to play this game, uh, like a, like a regular division opponent game. And I think they're going to really show up for it. So, um, on the other hand, the Broncos are what? They're down to their third string quarterback now, uh, I believe. Brett Rippin will most likely start this game, correct? Yeah, so so I'm not sure how much the Chiefs will actually have to do on the road and and the way I understand it, they'll be playing in front of what is basically a home field crowd because uh, there's just not a lot of Bronco fans that are wanting to get out in this weather uh, when when their season is over and there are Chiefs fans around to pick up those tickets. Um, so, so I think that this, I, I expect the chiefs to play this like a serious matchup. And I think that we might, you know, we might see some of these guys like Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they might not play the second half because they might not need to. Um, but, uh, but I do think that the starters will start. I think it's going to get out of hand. <laughs> The Kansas City win, and uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if you're Kansas City, you got to play for a bye. You just have to. If it's in your control, potentially, why not try to go get it, you know? 
And so it just makes sense. Andy Reid's sort of one of those guys. He's notorious for sitting his players. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If he, they really have nothing to play for, but that's not the case here. Um, and you're playing against a division opponent. Uh, I think there's an extra Andy there. It's it's Denver. Um, you know, you're playing in Denver. The weather's not going to be great. But nonetheless, no quarterbacks. This should be an easy win for Kansas City. Even if Mahomes plays half the game, you know, and they throw Chad Hetty in there or something. And so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. And so, uh, you know, uh, Kansas City win. I'm going to take that 11.5 over under 45. I'll go slightly under because I think it'll still be a blowout, but they don't have to score like a bajillion points for it to be really ugly. Um, with that being said, your prop bets for this game, folks, because fantasy's over. It just is. Um, Tyreek Hill to go over 80 yards on your uh, uh, for receiving yards. Daryl Williams to go over 40. Those are his projections. I would take both of those overs significantly. Put some good money on those. That's a, that Derrick Williams one. Forty yards is all he's projecting for in this game. I, wow. I think they, yeah, I think that's an easy sort of bet. And Travis Kelsey, seventy-six point seven two. That's a projection. I'll take the under on that one for um, the prop bets for for this game. So, moving on. Uh, that is okay. Uh, I'm okay. There we go. Uh, Dallas Cowboys eleven and five at this, the Philadelphia Eagles nine seven six fifteen start Saturday game. Five-point favorite to Dallas, over under 43. I mean, who has Philadelphia played in the last, um, what, week, seven weeks, eight weeks? And so, realistically, they have it all wrapped up. Both teams do. I, I don't really see yeah, how this, this is, this is you know. a This is a strange, uh, you know, week 18 matchup. Um, both teams are in. The Cowboys have the division. The Eagles can't be knocked out of the wild card. Right. Um so so neither one has a lot to play for except a lot of pride. This is a heated division rivalry. And for the Eagles, I, you 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 mentioned already who have they played lately? They they went on this great second half, you know, last third of the season run to to get where they are. And uh you know, a big a, a win here would go a long way towards them being taken seriously in the playoffs because at this point I'm not sure that they are. Um, so I I expect this to be a tough, hard-fought game in which there's really only the psychological aspect of the game to be gained. Um, there, there's really no uh, you know no literal payoff to either team winning or losing this game in terms of of where they enter the 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 playoffs only how they enter the playoffs uh so this will be a pretty interesting one and it being a saturday night game you might as well tune in <laughs> well and here's the thing with dallas is like if they win right they go 12 and 5 tampa loses or la loses they, they swap spots in those that two three sort of spot so instead of playing arizona in the first round which what they're slated to play right now they play san francisco or philly again <laughs> Right. So if I'm Dallas, I I think it's it goes back to that Kansas City mentality. You just win. You hope what what you have in front of you is something you can control, and you hope to God not play Arizona again in the first round. Because I wouldn't want to play Arizona going into the playoffs. I think they're probably more one dangerous teams in the wild card round. You know. Oh, I I got to agree with you there. Yeah. And so in this case, Philly probably sit your players. Dallas wins regardless. Um, but I don't know. I didn't see what the over under was. I did say it though. I should probably remember that. Forty-three. I'll go over. Did you pick Dallas, or did you get a hit? Did you hit, get a pick? Oh, or I just I, I'm right definitely. I, yeah, I've been. I've been throwing my picks out there. I've, I, I, I definitely agreed with you on the last game. Yeah. Um, but no, here I definitely have to take Dallas to win. Um, I take Dallas to beat the five-point spread. Um, Forty-three over under. I'm. De- I'm going to take the over on that one. Yeah, take the over. Uh, Dallas is a winner, definitely on, on on that one. And the prop bets for this one, folks. Um, not a lot, <laughs> not any really good ones. Not, not ones I already mentioned. If I, if I see any good ones, I'll be sure to mention them. I would say if anything, just because we don't know how the game's going to go, I, it's sort of unpredictable here. If anything, probably like a Tony Pollard over 50 yard projections here. Um, that's about it. Uh, I assume Philly will run the ball a lot and may, but I don't think Jalen Hurts will really play much. Uh, I think that Sirianni's a smart guy. He'll probably, um, give these guys some rest and we'll move on. Uh, Cincinnati ten and six at Cleveland seven and nine. Interesting storyline here. Before I get into the over under and the line, um, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, potentially a lot of Cincinnati players won't play. Baker Mayfield out, so the line switched from 
Cincinnati a five-point favorite to Cleveland a six-point favorite um, yesterday. So Cleveland, six-point favorite here, over under 38. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and so this is weird. I, we were talking about this before we got on. Cincinnati loses. They may go down to, I think, possibly, possibly a fourth seed, which would make it possible for New England to play them instead of Cincinnati playing Indy. And I'm not quite sure which team you'd rather play, but I, if I was Cincinnati, I think I'd rather play New England over Indy just because of Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, oh, yeah. Although with New England's defense, you know, and so what's the mentality here? Why why should they sit people? What's your, what's your um, you know, what's your take on that? And how will this affect them at all going to the playoffs? So the way the, the playoff landscape is, I think the only reason this makes any sense is to keep these guys healthy. Um, there, there's really no other compelling reason to... Uh, to go this route when you're the Bengals. Um, but it, it does look like it's credible. It looks like that's the way they're going. And so I do understand the way the line has changed. Um, you know, the Bengals without Joe Burrow, that's, that's the magic piece of the puzzle. The Browns, the Browns are still going to be going out there with Nick Chubb and, uh, you know, whoever's playing quarterback, Baker Mayfield was not the magic piece of the puzzle. So I do understand why Cleveland is now favored to win this game at home. Because um, I, I really think that if you don't put Joe Burrow out there with his weapons on the road, you ju- I, I just don't think that the, Brown- the Bengals will be able to keep pace with what the Browns can do with anybody under center. Um, so, so it makes a lot of sense to me. And if Joe Burrow is not going to play let alone Joe Mixon, who's a huge, even now I think is underrated part of that team. Uh, you know, if you don't have Joe Mixon out there and, or sorry, if Joe Mixon is still on the COVID list and Joe Burrow's not playing, then uh, it's it's pretty predictable that the Browns can take control of this game with their running game, and I expect them to win. Six-point favorite, I think that's definitely a fair sort of line here, especially since I don't know who Cincinnati will start at quarterback. It doesn't really matter. It's not Joe Burrow. So this game's pretty inconsequential, other than the playoff seating, which might flip them if Buffalo yeah. wins. And I wonder if they want to play New England over playing Indy. I wonder if that's something like mentality-wise, if that's what they're looking into. And I can't blame them. I would also feel like my matchup's better there in New England, <laughs> you know, as opposed to playing Indy at home. Um, but nonetheless... Cleveland win, um, you know, over under 38, probably what? Boy, is this an over? I don't know, man. This is going to be a I don't know. It, game. With, without, without, I mean, without so Joe sloppy. Burrow and, yeah. and Mixon, like the Bengals, I, I mean, I, I might just tune in to see what the heck they are able to do without those guys because I don't expect it to be very much. Right. Um, this might be a, a, a 38 over under where you have to take the under. Yeah, it's a sloppy, sloppy fest. So, yeah, I'll take an over. With that being said, good point on that one. And, um, yeah, definitely Cleveland. <laughs> well, Joe Burrow, I, I'm just curious why. Uh, you know, I think we were talking about, I was, was mentioning some of these indie teams that in the 2000s where Tony Dungy would sit all these guys and they would just come out, like, stinking in the first round. they get blown out in the first round. You know, or make right. it a second round and just get killed by New England, which happened, like, two or three times. So I, I question the mentality. I don't. I mean, it's the longest season ever. <laughs> so you got to keep that in mind, right? The longest right. season Right, well, ever. and there's there's lots but, of things to consider. Like yeah. uh, some of those, uh, uh, you know, help, me, help me remember, if, if those Indianapolis teams, did they sit their guys because they had already locked up a bye week? Um, yes, uh, yeah. sort of. They, 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 that and or they, um, well, there was two buys back then. So that and or right. they just had their seating sort of already um, uh, locked up, whether that I, was in the wild I, card round or not. I remember some of so. those that you're talking about, and I think one of the criticisms was, you know, they didn't play the last game, and then they also had the bye week, and so they just had too much time off, you know, right. too much time off. Uh, for the Bengals, they're, they're in no danger. <laughs> to, sorry to put it uh, humorously. They're in no danger of, uh, of having a bye week in the playoffs. Uh, so I, I feel like there's a little less of the, you know, too much time off argument, but, uh, but you just never know. Um, 
you know, even even one week off arguably could be enough to throw off a, a quarterback's rhythm or a running back's rhythm. Um, with Joe Mixon's scenario, he's he's not playing regardless because he's because he, he is on the COVID list. Um, so it's it's really tough to tell, and you got to trust these uh, these coaches and these front offices in in being much closer to the situation than we are as to know whether or not you know that's something that can tip the scales back the other direction. Um, how, how dare you? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what you you've been spending your weekends in Cincinnati? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was? What if I was yeah. enjoying the the chili and the spaghetti? <laughs> the, We're spending. The chili. All right, chili. let's let's move on here. <laughs> Not enough time on the Bengals. It's no just, kidding. I think I think we just we're sort of questioning the the philosophy that doesn't need to be questioned anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. When term. when the conversation so, makes it to Cincinnati's chili, you know you've gone too far. This that's invented <laughs> into strange territory. Okay, Green Bay Packers 13-3 at the D- Detroit Lions 2-13. and 3.5 point favorite Green Bay, 44.5 over under. Um, you know, what can you say? Green Bay's already locked up their first seed. Um, why should they play any of their guys here other than just maybe for a couple quarters and just make sure they're going to stay fresh through their bye week? So, Green Bay, all around, right? I mean, yeah, we don't have to waste a lot of time on this no. one. Um, Green Bay's going to win. Green Bay's going to win by more than the spread. Um the over under, it's a bit of a coin toss, you know. I, I, I it, because it's the Lions, you never know. Green Bay could rack up big points with their backups, yeah. Or, or the Lions could show up and make a game out of it the way they have done this season. Um, either one of those things could be enough to push it into the over. But uh, who really knows? I, my money is still on Green Bay to win, regardless. Likewise, don't have much more to say here other than I don't know how the, the game plan is going to go. I assume Green Bay is going to get a little more rest, and that could affect them going into the divisional round. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I played football in high school, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know these things. Listen to me, all right? I know how, how rust works. Okay, Chicago, 6-10. and 10. At your boys, the Minnesota Vikings, 7-9. and nine. Minnesota, 5.5 point favorite, 44.5 over under. Um just a game to really salvage the season here for either team. Justin Fields won't play. Um, so it's just kind of get a look at the roster. So you're going to keep and Mike Zimmer and you assume um, Pace, right? No, Ryan Pace is the GM. Excuse me. Um, why can I not remember the guy's name who is the head coach of the Bears? Nonetheless, neither of them will probably have a job. Uh, is it Matt Nagy? Yeah. Matt Nagy. Black go. Monday coming up soon. And we've discussed yeah. that. And that's two guys I don't see getting past Black Monday. Is that right. fair to say? Uh, I mean, it's it. You, I, I, I'm prepared to be surprised. Um, I, I think if Nagy, if Nagy, uh, you know, if 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 Nagy loses his job, as we expect, I think that the Bears is a, a really, maybe a, a dark horse for the most attractive open coaching position in the league. I think. Right. I've been saying it all year. They've got a lot of pieces falling into place. Uh, as a Vikings fan, I'm apprehensive about how tough the Bears might be for the next five seasons um, because I, I do think that Fields is coming along and I do think that their defense is dangerous. Um, so with the right changes, we could see we could see them improve even faster. Who knows? Um, when it comes to this game, there being you know nothing for either team to gain going into the postseason. Uh, I expect the Vikings to have their first blowout victory of the season. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, just because that, that'd be, you know, of course it'd be, you know, bittersweet emphasis on the bitter. Uh, and that's just kind of the way, that's the kind of the way these things go when, when you feel you have a good team uh, and they just, they, they just can't make it into the playoffs. Um, I think, uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to be playing again. Uh, so I think I think Minnesota wins this one at home. I think they beat the spread. Um, I think the Bears will be in it at least for a while. I got to take the over on the forty-four and a half. Yeah, you know I'll just say this for the sake of picking the Bears, and we got a couple of Bears listeners out there. The Bears are going to win. <laughs> I'll right. take an under. I'll take a Bears upset just for the sake of neither team has anything to play for, but the Bears have a little bit more in terms of development. And I guess I didn't see this. I thought it said limited. Uh, 
uh, practice, but Justin Fields was a full practice participant and very well could and probably will start this game. I don't see him want to do other, anything other than build momentum. Uh, and I could say anything about the about the, the Vikings, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm taking the Bears. The Bears. Bears here. The Bears. The Bears. For the sake. No, I, I think it will be a good divisional matchup. I think both these teams are going to play pretty hard. Speaking of divisional matchup, if that has no stakes, Washington 6-10 and at the New York Giants 4-12. and Washington's seven-point favorite, over under 38. Mike <laughs> Lennon is the worst quarterback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There, if you watched last week, you, you literally probably one of the worst performances you'll ever see in your entire life at the quarterback position, other than my Week 15 performance in my flag football league two or three years ago. But nobody remembers that. Why should we remember this game at the end of the, at the, end of the day? You know, I don't. I don't know that anybody will. Um, I I know that I I found the only Washington football fan in Denver uh, last week, and uh, and they uh, they they told me something I was a little surprised to hear, and that they're absolutely sick of Tyler Heineke. Um, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Taylor. Okay. And uh, they just you know they they feel like uh, he's not the guy, and and he shouldn't be. Uh, propped up like he is the guy. They they they're worried that this team isn't ready to move on from Heineke and that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for this fan, I do think Washington's going to win, which is just going to make them more nervous that that Heineke isn't going to get the boot. Um, but I, I don't know how much those concerns are valid or not. Um, I, would you say that Heineke has has grabbed the the job in Washington? No. No, I wouldn't. I don't think so either. No, I, I think if they win, it just gets them farther away from an ideal draft position, and they, it sort of guarantees that it'll be there competitively. No, but I, I, I don't I think, think it's his job. Though. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think Heineke has solidified himself as like a backup quarterback. That's he's gonna, pretty much. He's going to be very sought after in that role. Right. Um, but uh, I think uh, regardless of how this season finishes for Washington, they will be looking to move on from him as their starter. Right. Um, I, I like Washington in this game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Giants could upset here, but my money's on Washington winning. Um, the spread, I'm going to take the Giants to cover. Um, I like the Giants to cover in a division game to finish the season right here. Um, 38 over under. I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the over. Definitely Washington to win. And I think, you know, Mike Lennon starts, just hide your children, hide your wives. Hide everybody, for God's <laughs> sakes. Get them in the, in the bomb shelter or something. It's not going to be pretty. Speaking of a game that's not going to be pretty, Indianapolis Colts 9-7 at Jacksonville Jaguars 2-14. and Indianapolis 15.5-point favorite, 44 over under. We said last week that, the, that a professional football team should never be favored by 16 points. And then the Patriots beat the Jacksonville Jaguars fifty to ten. So what makes you think this won't happen again? <laughs> I mean, oh man, yeah, it's going to happen again, isn't it? I mean, there's like twenty five players in the COVID list for Jacksonville. They're basically running like high school players out there right now. So yeah, it's it's not a good situation, and unfortunately for the Jaguars, uh, the Colts don't even have their position in the playoffs locked up yet. They right, could, so they're playing for a they, lot. They could get knocked out of the wild card. Um, so they have a lot on the line. So I, I expect, <laughs> I would, uh, I would bet that the Colts are going to beat the spread. Um, I, I, I it sounds crazy, but I got to take them to beat the spread, obviously winning and, you know, beating a 15 and a half point spread with the Jaguars. It's still hard to take the over on the over under. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, I might have to go under here. Oh well, yeah, I'll take the spread. Right, Indy winning by fifteen. I think that's kind of a guarantee. Yeah, I could see the over under being kind of tricky. Maybe they get shut out here. <laughs> Golly, Jacksonville's just dumpster fire. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, going off of those, your prop bets for this week, folks. T. Y. Hilton projected thirty nine point one four receiving yards. Take that bet. Add on a little bit more to that. Maybe by twenty five yards. Uh, let's see, we got Carson Wentz, 221.35 throw, passing yards. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit less on that. 
Um, I think he's going to go about 200, maybe a little bit less than that. So that's your prop bet on that one. Uh, Michael Pittman, Indianapolis wide receiver, 65.71 projected receiving yards going down to about 50. And then Jonathan Taylor, um, let's see here, 117.52 rushing yards. I just I do think the game will be over fairly quickly, so I don't see any of their big guys playing, and that's why I keep saying like take a little bit less on the prop bets if that's the way you go and you're a degenerate gambler like me. So <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Pittsburgh, still still a team that hasn't wrapped up their playoff seating, speaking of. 8-7-1 and seven and one at Baltimore, 8-8. Eight and eight. Baltimore, five-point favorite, 41.5 over under. Listen, Big Ben, uh, limited in practice this week. And a lot of things kind of have to happen for Pittsburgh to get in, back into the playoffs. Actually, Baltimore is not limited either. So this could, a, this, this is a very this is kind interesting, of interesting game very interesting. because neither so, of these teams are in as right. it sits, but neither are eliminated either. So if um, Vegas loses and the Chargers lose, Pittsburgh's in, basically. Yeah. That's very possible. That's very possible. So, what do you think is going to happen? So both these teams have a lot to play for. Yeah. Man, th- this this is the hardest one, I think, this week to, to call. Um, the Steelers, I mean, they're, they're coming away from a real emotional win last week. Um it almost felt like that was the end of their season, giving Ben Roethlisberger one last home win. Um, but it's not over yet. On the other hand, the Ravens, the Ravens are real hard to figure out right now. Um, do they? Do we know who's under the center for for the Ravens Tyler, this week? Tyler Huntley, most likely. Uh, Tyler Huntley. Mar, Mar Jackson is not practice this week. Yeah. So, uh, so, so it's this. This is a tough one to predict. I do like. The Ravens at home, uh, they've got a real dangerous tight end with Mark Andrews, who, you know, tight ends are kind of the, the best, the best uh, weapon to have when you're, when you're switching quarterbacks. Definitely. Um, so, it, man, I'm going to take the Ravens in this, but it, it's with a lot less confidence than I would if they had their starting quarterback. Um and I think it really will come down to being able to stop Najee Harris. If Najee Harris gets going, um, the Steelers could definitely upset here. Um, but I'm going to take the Ravens to win. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover the spread. I think this one, this one's going to be close. I could even see this one going into overtime and have a real exciting finish to the season for these two, these two teams. And it, it might not matter who wins. It could. But it, they, they, we could see both these teams miss the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you, you just don't know how this – and that's what's really exciting this year. This, this last week does have a few teams uh, with it all on the line, but yet it's they still don't have complete control of their destiny. Um, so th- this, is a, this is a really interesting game. Uh, and I, I kind of didn't see it coming when I was looking at the, at the, uh, uh, the lineup this week. So uh, – Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely leaning Ravens. No, no question. I'm going to pick the Ravens too. Ben Roethlisberger on the road. <laughs> I feel like he's going to unintentionally maybe find some way to lose this game, and I just don't. Historically, he's not good on the road. He's not good at Baltimore. Um, regardless of who's playing behind the quarterback, the the center for Baltimore, I think they'll just run the crap out of this game. Take T.J. Watt out of the game. Really sort of isolate him in terms of like keeping him off the field and just double-teaming him and cutting him and everything else that you need to do to take a, a premier pass rusher out of the game. And that's like Baltimore here. Uh, the over-under being, what, 41 and a half? I'll go over. And yeah, I like yeah. the over. Yeah, and I think Baltimore wins. I, I do. Um, I just, you know, this is one of those kind of like you got to end the season well. You're playing for a playoff spot. It's going to be hard fought. It's going to go to the last second. Count me in, man. There's some nice stakes in some of these, these games. Speaking of stakes... 11 and 5 Tennessee Titans at 4 and 12 in Houston 10 point favorite Tennessee over under 43 you like that transition there I do uh, I do Tennessee win win and they get the number 1 seed and a bye lose and they fall so why well Houston's been them before right no Derrick Henry I think this this line is a little uh I don't think it's fair cuz Houston beat them already in Tennessee yeah I mean, yeah, I don't like that line either. It, yeah. It's almost like they're, you know, 
trying to jinx it. Um, I guess so. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. You know, interesting news for the Titans. Probably won't factor in this week, but they did uh, open the window for Derrick Henry to come back. Is that right? Yes. Oh, to yeah. activate him in three weeks. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so I mean, the the Titans. I mean, they they could have everything back in place for the playoffs. They have a chance this week to give them the best position in the playoffs. Um, so I do expect them to take this game very seriously right from the beginning. Um, the way these two teams played each other last time, I I don't really see it happening that the, the, the Titans would find themselves in a position where they could start benching guys before the end of this game. I think they, they have, have to play. I think they have to play this entire game. Uh, I don't see them. I, I mean, it, if it weren't for what we know has happened, I would sound crazy saying I take the Texans to cover the spread. But with a 10-point spread in this matchup, I am going to take the Texans to cover the spread. I think that, uh, you know, obviously they did not quit on their season long past their season being over. Um, so I, I expect Houston to play hard in Houston. And if the Titans want that number one overall spot, they're going to have to come into Houston and earn it. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Titans to win, but I am taking the Texans to cover. And yeah. I'm going to take the over on the 43. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, honestly, this is a trap game. It kind of reminds me of when Millie went and played Miami. And Miami, was it two or three years ago? And Fitzpatrick just lit him up. I, I think... I think Houston could have a lot of confidence in this game. I won't pick Houston because I do think Tennessee will win, but I wouldn't be upset if you bet, if you put a small bet on Houston to win because I think it's very possible. Oh, it could happen. I think it's very possible. I think it's a trap game. I think Tennessee comes in with a lot of confidence. Tickets as low as $13. Place is going to be packed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and so that's why I think there's a real possibility here that Tennessee uh, loses um, and Houston sort of rolls, man. I, I don't know. But I'll t- I'll pick I'll pick Tennessee I'll pick an under I think it'll be a little bit closer and um, yeah keep an eye on this game for a betting betting wise and also your prop bets Deontay Foreman and keep an eye on uh, Rex Burkhead your your running backs both of them are projected I think sixty yards and I think more than that for sure in this game for both both guys oh big time yeah New Orleans eight and eight at Atlanta seven and nine uh, three and a half point favorite New Orleans forty over under. Um, is they are still in it, right? New Orleans. Yes. I was just checking on that because I, I want to say that they are. They are. They They're are still in it. it. They're in the hunt. A lot of things got to happen here, folks. I mean, mainly the only team that has to lose is San Francisco. New Orleans wins. They're in. I think New Orleans is a pretty good team. Um, yeah, I think they win this game and it'll be close. Obviously, Atlanta will play them close, but yeah, we'll set themselves no, I, up for something potentially big to happen here. I completely so. agree. It's another, you know, we, we've got a lot of really good divisional matchups this week. Um, this is a good one. The Saints, with a chance to uh, to put their name in the postseason this year. Uh, I like them to win this game. I think it is going to be tight. Three and a half point spread. I'm going to take the Saints to beat the spread, but I do think that it'll be close for most of the game. Um I'm going to take New Orleans to beat the spread over under on the 40. I'm going to take the under. I think this one stays low. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I'm going to go under as well. I think you're right about that. It's going to be very competitive and neither team can really put up a lot of points and make just makes sense that Taysom Hill just run the ball a lot and they'll give the ball to Kamara a lot and they'll just work out of the backfield, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, be a shame if Atlanta pulled an upset here. It'd be kind of funny. Um, but you know, the nihilistic part of me is just thinking that, but nonetheless, <laughs> this is, so the next game I kind of see is the Tennessee one, New York Jets have been playing really hard lately, almost beat Tampa Bay last week, four and 12 at Buffalo, 10 and six, 16 point favorite to Buffalo over under 41. I'm, I would be, I, would, I have some trepidation with this game. I feel like New York's playing much better than they're giving the line for Zach Wilson looks a lot better. I don't, I think Buffalo's good and they're at home. I don't think the. But Buffalo's not really a cold-weather team, so I'm curious how this will affect them, given it's going to be right. 36 degrees and snowing. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, I think that that's, I mean, yeah, I, I do not like the spread here. 
Um, I think uh, I think the Jets can cover a 16 point spread with the way they've been yeah. playing. Yeah. Um, and with with the way I mean, even if the Bills find themselves up by 20 points in the fourth quarter, I think. I'd still make the bet for the Jets to cover because that's the way that game. I, they're called garbage points for a reason. Um, when the game is in hand, the Bills definitely want to win this week to uh, to give themselves a, a chance at, at a better spot in the playoffs. Um, but uh, but when the game is done, I do expect them to bench uh, their valuable players. And that's that's all the window that the Jets need to get back in that game to and the tune the, of uh, cut cut it to a less than cut, sixteen point game. Cut the line. I think um, that's a good call. Yeah. So I think I definitely take the Jets to cover Buffalo to win. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the forty one. I oh. know it's a cold weather game, but I just I do think that uh, we see like a uh, you know a couple of mid twenties uh, in terms of uh, points achieved. So I I I think I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, I, I I think your analysis was spot on with this game. And at the end of the day, New York's just playing a lot better. The last three, four games they've played, they've either lost by six points or they've won uh, let six points or less, or they've won by five points. So they're going to beat Jacksonville 26-21. But I think, you know, division game, second time around. Jets have nothing to play for, playing the spoiler. But Bills actually have a lot. If they lose, they lose the division potentially with New England winning. Um, and... Yeah, that that's there's a lot on the line here. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Buffalo, but that line needs to go down at 10. So I'll take the Jets to cover. Same thing with you, the over for sure. Speaking of New England Patriots, 10-6 and six at Miami, 8-8. Eight and eight. New England, six-point favorite, over under 40. And anytime you see New England playing the Dolphins last game of the season in January, December, you automatically got to think upset to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly don't think New England has a ton to play for unless they want to get some specific seeding. I don't – I mean, it's Belichick. I don't see them resting anybody given his history of wanting to kind of go fresh in the playoffs. What's your opinion here? Well, and, and in terms of uh, how, how – uh, you know, what, what they want to put on the line this week, the Patriots should know by the time kickoff comes around whether or not, you know, leapfrogging the bills is even an option right um so by the time this game starts you know i i, I guess i'm saying i I'll, I'll make my decision based off of whether or not the bills do well, in fact beat the jets i expect well, them to beat the jets so in this game yeah 225 games sorry oh they are both, they're 225. both 225 games I so the, uh, they're gonna know it's cincy probably whether or not they should do something if there is something available which they've done before yeah, matt actually. castle blew a two-point conversion in 2006 so they could play jacksonville first round it's not uncommon for bill to do something like that to like purposely yeah, lose to get better seating so yeah so it's they, they'll, they'll play at the same time but i don't think they won't not play hard for this game to be honest right so. right well, and and like you said, this this is a pretty intense rivalry, so I do expect the Dolphins, uh, with nothing but pride on the line, to 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 give it their best. Um, man, it's tricky. It's tricky. I I don't think a lot of people will be surprised if we see a, a Dolphins uh, victory here. I just can't put my money on it. Um, the the Patriots have been really balanced on offense. Um, gosh, the the OU running back whose name is always slipping my mind, Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. He's he's played really well the last couple of weeks. Um, so I do like the Patriots on the road here. I think maybe I take the Dolphins to cover. I do think it'll be close. Um, but I like the Dolphins to win, and I like the over here. Oh, Dolphins to win! Wow. Or sorry, Surprise. sorry. I do like the I like the oh. Patriots to win. <laughs> Dolphins to cover. And I like the uh, I like the over in this one. Almost canceled the podcast just now. Oh, oh well, uh, well, you I, know, sometimes. <laughs> I think I think yeah, Patriots go balls out on this one to to basically potentially get a number one seed. If they win, all these other teams lose. This I mean, there's just a lot of mathematically like almost impossible things to happen. But I'll take it, and I'll take New England to win the over, and I'll take the uh, the cover for Miami as well, because they usually play them really close in Miami. And, in fact, wouldn't be surprised if it's a trap game in Miami and they just want to play them hard. And Miami, we're going to see some sort of seeding sort of potential in terms of playing somebody else, and they lose. I, there's a lot of really wacky things that could happen. We'll just right. keep that in mind. 
Okay, we're running down the wire here, so let's go quick hit. Seahawks at Arizona, 6-10 at 11-5. 6.5-point favorite Arizona, over under 48. What do you got here? There's not much to play for for Arizona. There's there's not much to play for here, but I also don't give the Seahawks much of a chance on the road here either. Um, I think this is Arizona's game. Yep. I think they beat the spread. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on the 48. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to take the under. I'll take Arizona. The only thing I have to play for is if LA loses, um, Arizona wins, they get the division, and so I think this is balls out too and. Arizona needs to go in with some momentum, considering this is the first playoffs in many years. No, five years. I'm sorry. That was mean. That was really mean. <laughs> five years is a long time in the NFL. To, you know it what is. I mean? There's a lot of parity. You should be in quicker. Carolina 5-11 at Tampa Bay 12-4. Tampa Bay 8-point favorite, over under 41.5. Um, the only thing for here for Tampa, too, they've already clinched their division, so really it's just seeding. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're going to be either playing... Philadelphia, no, excuse me, San Francisco, or potentially if they move into the two seed, Philadelphia or the four, Arizona. So just win, right? I mean, right, right. Well, and, and that's the thing. If if this was a Buccaneers-Saints game, this would be really compelling football. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, that I'm not intrigued by games where one team doesn't have a shot at the playoffs. Uh, what I'm saying is that the Panthers, they just, they've, they've got nothing right now. Um so I, I, you know, whether, whatever the Buccaneers' view is, what they could gain from winning or losing this game, I just don't give the Panthers a chance. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the home team here. Uh, it's an eight-point spread. That's a little tough, but I'm still going to take Tampa Bay to, to cover the spread, and I am going to take the over on the forty-one and a half. Yeah, it's a good call, and honestly, you know, Tampa wants this two seed. They get it with the win. They play, yeah, Philly, and then keep going through the home field throughout the rest of the playoffs. You know Brady likes that that Florida weather. <laughs> you know, he doesn't Ooh, like yes. playing anything Ooh, but the Florida yes. weather before he gets up to Green Bay. I think they do play him. Bruce Arians' mentality, just go out there and win and play the guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, Tampa uh, with the, we, let's say over, and the line Tampa will cover but go a little higher too. So, Okay, Seattle. Uh, no, excuse me. San Francisco, nine and seven at the LA Rams, twelve and four. Four and a half point favorite to LA. Forty-four and a half over under. Kind of a lot to play for here. LA loses. They lose the NFC West potentially. San Francisco wins. They get in, guaranteed to get in. If they lose and New Orleans wins, New Orleans gets in. So a lot to play for here. A lot to play no, for. No, it, it's a lot to play for. Yeah. In fact, this this almost feels like like the. Uh, the unofficial start to the playoffs in some way. Yeah, it, it, it sort of is like the first uh, first game of the playoffs because, like you said, you know, both te- both of these teams have a lot on the line. If the 49ers don't win, I don't think that they are in because I'm picking uh, New Orleans to win their matchup. Um, so I, I do think this is a must-win for the 49ers. Uh, but my money is on the Rams to win this game at home. I, I think that they very obviously see everything I do about this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, so holding on to what they have, I expect the Rams to, to go all out here. I'm going to take them to beat the uh, the 49ers. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. Um but not not by much. Um, I do think this will be a close game, but I do like them to win by by six seven points. Um, Forty four and a half over under. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under here. I think uh, I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, passionate defense in this game. Uh, I think uh, the 49ers are gonna to you know to stay in this game. They're gonna run the ball a lot which is just, that's their bread and butter. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think it's an under on this 44 and a half. You, you, did, you, did you pick San Francisco? I'm sorry. I picked L.A. L.A., okay. So L.A. on a hot streak, one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row. Wait, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. So I like the momentum hitting the playoffs. Any team that kind of ends a regular season on a nice little hot streak, I'm, I'm big on. I think San Francisco is kind of in that same 
realm and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. I don't know how, if, how okay he'll be with that thumb. Nonetheless, Trey Lance plays, I don't think they have a chance in hell. In fact, <laughs> I would go like under on that 44.5 Trey Lance plays. I'm going to go over if Jimmy Jimmy G plays, depending on like the, the potential here. 31 to 10, the last time these, these teams played. That was a, one of the last losses that the Rams had, other than Green Bay. You know, looking at their schedule, I don't think they really beat anybody that convinced me that they'd be. I just think San Francisco, this is San Francisco's game to lose. They got more on the line. If it gets kind of ugly, I, don't, I just, LA will just, okay, whatever. You know, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take a seed. I think that's just the way Sean McVay will play this game. I, I'll, take, I'll take San Francisco in an upset, and I'll take an under. I just feel like they'll have a better running game. They match up so well against L.A. They can take a lot of their guys out of the game. Matt Stafford hasn't really looked great the last two weeks, and I don't like him going into the playoffs, to be honest with you. Even though he's been he's had a great season, I think he's something about him is a little banged up. Um, we, he's not been quite – I mean, things have not quite been 100% in L.A. Yeah. Uh, the last – yeah, almost, almost as long as they've been winning games, it's just kind of been a little sloppy, and and yeah. they just, you know, they're winning, but they're not winning the way they're supposed to. Um, but uh, but I I see a little bit more of that this week, and and unfortunately, I think that the Forty ers miss the playoffs when they lose this game. Wow, New Orleans gets in. Wow, that would be it's coach I, of the year candidate right there for sure. I I, yeah. I think that's what we're headed for. That's my prediction. Okay, last game, the playoff game, L.A. Chargers 9-7 at the Vegas Raiders 9-7. Three-point favorite to, to the Chargers, over-under 49.5. Whoever wins is in. Needless to say, who is going to win? Man, this this is an exciting Sunday night game. Um, I like both teams' chances here, and I think whoever steps up is going to have a lot of momentum to take into the playoffs I think that team is the uh, L.A. Chargers. Um, I think I think uh, they hit some rough some rough road there for a while, but I think everything's figured out now. I mean, I could say the same thing about the Raiders, um, but I really like Herbert and company to uh, to come in and just outpace the Raiders. So I, I like the Chargers to win. I'll take them to beat the three point spread and the forty nine and a half over under. I'm taking the over. And so, you know, looking at the Raiders' wins, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six games by five points or less. <laughs> I do think this is going to be a close game. I'll take the, the 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 cover on the Chargers. This is Justin Herbert's just blah, this is Justin Herbert's game to win, man. I mean, this is his premier game. I think he comes out prime time, throwing the ball over the field. I don't think the Raiders have a very good defense. I, I mean, with Carson Wentz last week, it was what it was. You know, in terms of his struggles, I don't think they'll be the same thing with Justin Herbert in that that receiving core between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Jared Cook and Austin Eckler. This is a Chargers game to lose. They have all the matchups. It's not like it's a it's a real road game going in Vegas. You know, for the Chargers. No, that's what I mean. I think it's, L.A. So, will show up in Vegas. Yeah, uh-huh. their fan base. You know, um, tickets yeah. as low as three hundred dollars. Uh, even so, I what think a, what a uh, deal. <laughs> I, th- I think that the Charger fan base will make the journey, and they'll be there. So, right. um, so I, I take your base. point on it being not much of a road game. No, I know. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I like the Chargers in this one, but mostly I think that this is going to be a fun be awesome, uh, Sunday yeah. night game to watch. Yeah, definitely yeah. don't want to miss this one. Totally. Um, I think if anything, you know, Vegas could run the ball on the Chargers. Um, they'll definitely be able to throw a little hitch pass here. Hunter Renfro will have a good game in case you guys your prop bet tickets out. And um, take the Chargers, man. And I think I'll go over on that one. Uh, no, 49.5. I'll, I'll stick at the line. 49.5 makes sense to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, folks, that is the end of the regular season. Week 18 is wrapped up. And, um, yeah, we've got all your bets, your predictions, and everything else. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Football and General Podcast. Uh, we're both on Instagram at Trev Geodudes Trevor. I'm at Bobby on Instagram. What do you have anything left to say for the folks here? 
Uh, just that this is, uh, you know, it's a really exciting week 18. You mentioned there was one other week 18. I don't think you mentioned that was because of a two by week season Maybe in not. case anybody's been scratching their head for an hour. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the first week 18 that I can remember. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, tune in next week for all of our, uh, end of the season, looking forward to the, uh, playoffs, uh, you know scenarios wild card discussion next week folks that's it's right big time spend a lot of time talking about the games next week all one two three four five six seven eight of them right no one two three i shouldn't spend this much time six of them maybe there's seven <laughs> i don't know there's gonna be there's gonna be a few games to talk about we're gonna enjoy them we've enjoyed the season here with you at football in general we'll catch you next week we're out